E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce Experts. Okay, nice. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another e-commerce expander secrets podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. Today's guest, I'm really excited to bring to you again. And there's a the little inkling. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, in August 2021, we had a great podcast with Karina from e-commerce nurse. And it went down so well that we thought we'd bring her back again to talk about some of the things that are changing, some of the things that are happening, and to give you some of the top tips that, you know, are really working for sellers and Amazon, uh, her Amazon clients right now. So Karina, welcome. Thank you for having me again. It's, uh, I'm super excited to be here today and to uh, share some insights with your listeners. Indeed. Well, thank you very much for having us. Uh, For those people that haven't listened to the episode back in August last year, give us a little snippet of who you are and what you currently do. Yeah, sure. So um, my role, um, I'm the CEO and founder of e-commerce nurse, and we are an Amazon-focused agency. So we work with Amazon sellers, Amazon vendors, and we help them grow their their brand um, on the Amazon platform. Now, the reason why I'm the founded uh, an agency is because of my background and my background is I've spent almost um, well 20 over 20 years in retail and 18 years within e-commerce so I've seen e-commerce grow from almost nothing all the way to the kind of stages that we're we're at today and all of that growth came from taking a role at Amazon so I've been I used to work at Amazon in the UK within vendor management for over seven years launching new categories into the UK market and then I went to the other side and actually started to learn a little bit more empathy with brands in the sense of understanding the challenges that Amazon faces and started to consult for vendors, sellers, helping them understand Amazon and then uh, grew into an agency and we are where we are today in terms of sharing our knowledge and helping those brands grow on Amazon and beyond. Wonderful. It's a great little story. And if you want to listen to more about that story, we've got the sort of full background, back history uh, for Karina going all the way back, really, which is what we did on the first episode. So go and take a, a listen to that. But really, I think it's really important that you know, for listeners understanding, we always like to build, you know, for if you've not heard the original backstory, it's really important you understand that Karina's got some real expertise uh, and can really give some value to what you're doing currently and how that can support your expansion into Europe. So, Karina, let's just um, go for a, a little bit more detail now. You know, talk about the typical client that you work with so people understand that because then they can start picturing that in their head as well. Sure. We deal with uh, brands, uh, typically established brands, although we do have some brands that we work with that are, are up and coming um, in that they, you know, know that they're, they've got that, that back into really, create and gain market share within their within their industry 
And a lot of brands that we work with are going through that digital transformation. So they may have quite a strong presence within bricks and mortar, but actually the online piece is the piece that they're trying to figure out or they need additional resource and they just need that expertise to help them execute their strategy online. And so um, that's that's where e-commerce nurse and we jump in is helping those brands adapt um, their marketing strategy to work online from content imagery and then we also support from an operational standpoint as well nice perfect so that's going to link perfectly in because really what we're going to focus on today is talking about storefronts advertising and some of that more nitty-gritty stuff that mm-hmm. people tend to focus a lot of time and they spend a lot of time on youtube and hopefully if you're looking at youtube today watching this look back as well as on the podcast, you're going to get some great value from it. But sometimes you can end up down this trowel where you're looking at said gurus who created one product, which really it's, it's old hat almost. Some of it is like three, four years old. And it's really important you're getting the information that's relevant today. So let's start talking about storefronts and advertising. So I think you some of the key thing is about a plus content i think before we start talking about storefronts and a plus content we should really talk about how you get that because some people might be listening to this now going what's a plus content and i think before we talk about that you karina and i we yeah we put some broad ideas and questions down of what we were going to talk about today as a as a, a where we're going but i think before we even get to that we've got to talk about how you can get the A plus content module on your your seller central. Karina, do you want to do you yeah, want to hand that off? Definitely. And I love what you've mentioned about relevance and today because these are features there's constantly new features appearing on Amazon. Um, and you know, as I mentioned, sort of been in the industry for years and just seen that evolution of what is available um, in terms of what brands can do to help them um to help sales uh, grow sales on on the Amazon platform. And so really there's all these features such as A plus content brand stores. But the key here is about, as you can hear the word that I keep repeating is brand, is about brand ownership and being a brand. And Amazon is very much favoring brands these days and they are offering features for brand owners. And so in order to, as we say, unlock those marketing features to help you boost your um, your listings on Amazon, you need to be a reg- have a registered trademark, you need to be an official brand owner and register that within the brand registry. Once you've done that, Amazon can then see, okay, yeah, we can now give them those additional features because they are effectively, they've confirmed we can see that they, they own a brand. I think this is really important, whether you're, you know, whether you're based in the UK, Europe or, mm-hmm. or further afield like a lot of our clients, you know, that brand registry and getting that trademark is absolutely crucial. The people we see from the data we see is trademarks, brand ownership, you know, leading to the additional content that we're going to talk about is absolutely critical. They're the ones that are succeeding right now, mm-hmm. as you say, because Amazon has a focus on brands. That's what they want. They want brands, not white label products that you've put together in two minutes so you can stick online. That's the bottom line. And mm-hmm. If you listen to some of the YouTube stuff that will be out there or some of the content that's put out by said gurus, they're talking about creating a project, making a tweak, sticking it on Amazon, and you make some cash. I'm not saying that that's not possible, 
100% not saying that's not you. That is possible. But the reality is, it's the brand that wins, without any shadow of a doubt. Um, if you need any support with brand registry, that is something that you know, global e-commerce experts can help with. Um, just drop us a line. But that's not really what we're here for. So, okay. So people register for a brand. They get brand registry. And they apply to Amazon. And they put all the details in. And they've all of a sudden got all this amazing content. Karina, give us a little bit of information about what, what that looks like now. What What is the sort of key different pieces of content that sellers will enable once they've got that live? Yeah, there's, there's key pieces. And I'm going to focus on the ones that are available global initially, because there are some features that are available to US sellers and, and vendors. And I don't want to sort of get anyone in the UK or Europe excited about features that are not yet here in the in the UK. The, 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 the key ones are the A plus content and the brand store. And the A plus content, for those that are not familiar with that with that term, is effectively a kind of uh, fan, the fancy product description on the detail page, which is where you've got the images embedded in the product description. And that is really the direction in which brands are going, because everything these days with this whole scan and scroll uh, culture, there is not there are not many consumers these days wanting to spend lots of time to go through content. And it really is about scanning and scrolling. And A plus content does that. It, it has that blend of information because you still need information. It's not just looking at just uh, pretty graphics but it's also having graphics that are attracting the attention, but even more so infographics. So infographics actually having copy um, on the actual imagery, we're seeing far more effective results right now. So A plus content is a must have for anyone um, that has access to it. There's also the brand store, that's a key feature. And the brand store is, is something that's interesting because it's not so easily accessible in that you have to, you can click on the brand or the brand name on the product detail page, or it's more accessible through advertising. Um, and it's about being able to almost mirror, if you have a website, a D2C website, mirroring what you have there on Amazon and bringing your whole portfolio together so if you have that element of brand loyalty, consumers can see that you sell more than X, you do all these different products, and it just gives you a platform to sell all your and highlight and showcase everything in one place. And that's really then related to advertising, which is another key feature um, where you can run sponsored ads if you're not brand registry sponsored products but actually it unlocks even more sponsored advertising features such as sponsored brands, sponsored brand videos. And it really then just enables brands to highlight and, and showcase who they, what they, what they stand for and just really highlight more than that one individual product. Nice. So, I mean, that content, I just want to pick out the, some of that key content because I think you mentioned some of it there. You know, when you are buying something from a marketplace and we're talking about Amazon specific here, you know, what you're looking at is I'm searching for said widget, whatever said widget might be. And the key thing I'm then looking at is two things, isn't it? You know, I'm looking at the content mm -hmm. and coming back to the ad point, the price, right? There are two things I'm looking at. You know, that's what I look at because that's the way I'm focused. Some people will be want to want to read all the content and look at all the pretty pictures, you know, but the content right up at front, you know, the pictures, the video, 
the the graphics on the pictures you know those sort of things are really really key do you find that you the graphics the content the or the, the, the pictures the, the the imagery let's say you needs to be relevant to the market and what i mean by that is it you know you know if you've got if you're based in the states you know you've got all your us based pictures on 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 there do you need specific images that are relevant to the market in the uk or germany or france or so on the i in an ideal world, yes. Um, to really maximize potential, you need to localize all your content, all your imagery, images for that specific country, um, especially when it comes to images, because if you're going into European marketplaces such as Germany, a consumer doesn't want to have to read English on an infographic. Um, and, you know, because then we're assuming that everybody speaks English. Um, and also, we're not really connecting with that with that audience because we're not speaking in their native language. And so it is really important. Now, um, up until recently, that hasn't even been a possibility when it comes to actually main images. So you can localize your graphics on A+. You can localize your A+, content, your titles, your bullet points in each language or localize it in American English or British English but you haven't been able to do that on infographics until recently. Amazon have now launched a tool, which again is accessible to brand owners on the seller side. It's accessible to all vendors on the vendor side. Um, and what that means is that you can upload images specific to each country. This has been a feature not available prior to that. It's always been that images are global. And this caused a lot of issues where, for example, in Japan, they were uploading images that were then appearing in the US and vice versa, and it caused a lot of mess. And so localization has been a real thing that Amazon have understood and seen and have implemented a lot more tools to enable brands to uh, take full advantage of that. Nice. I think, I think that's really key, that localization. One of the things I was going to touch on next was localization of storefronts, you know, mm -hmm. because it's all very well having the, you know, the, the listing in the, in, in the relevant content or the images. And I, I think the key point there is about the images is you can have those different images in all those countries. Super. You, you've got to do that. You know, mm -hmm. if you start off with, you know, when we're talking to people about expanding to Europe, what we typically say is if you start off with, you know, the content you've already got, that's absolutely fine. There's no, there's no drama with that. There's no problem with that. Sometimes you don't want to put, every possible effort into an expansion because one it stops people doing it very quick because mm -hmm. sometimes speed to markets is important and you can as you start selling those products you can start investing in the listing to make it better and better and better without any shadow of a doubt but i think that coming back to the point of you know how do you localize the storefront you know how critical is that because the listing's key but how key is the storefront yeah so a lot depends on the category um, because you might have some products that you want to focus more heavily in one marketplace than another. And so it's always considering that when you're looking at um, your actual storefront or your, your brand store on Amazon, um, you're going to have hero products that you face out with and, and want to um, highlight on that main homepage. And so that can differ. It might be that you follow very much a similar strategy um, if you don't have any sort of different products 
for each market, you effectively have got a mirrored range across all countries. In that case, it's just about localizing the content and making sure that you're translating it into um, into the local language. Now, when I say translate, translate is not, when it comes to Amazon, it's not a direct translation. It is a translation and that element of being able to adapt that content to the native audience. Because what you'll find is that how set content is written for one marketplace isn't necessarily how it should be written for another. For example, um, you might find that uh, content is more very more marketing heavy, salesy, for example, for the US market. But for the German market, it's very direct. It's very factual. And so it's taken that into account. Now, if you work with translators, those translators will know that. And so they'll be able to translate. And if you also ask them to, to localize and adapt that content to the native audience, they can do that. Now, another thing to also think about is, is keywords. Now, this is more applicable to detail pages, but keywords don't translate. Um, translated content is not uh, content for SEO purposes. And so you really need to make sure that you are doing all that keyword research separately as well. Now, keywords is not so heavily uh, required for a brand store, but still your brand store is appearing in Google. So it's always taking those kind of key things into consideration when um, when launching on um, and uh, adapting for each marketplace on Amazon. Nice. And that, because that leads perfectly because you know, we start to talk about keywords, research and things like that. I mean, this links, links intrinsically into advertising. You know, mm -hmm. when you start looking at, you've got this brand store, you talked about the advertising right at the beginning about how they entwine with each other and how the, the brand store and the advertising works really, really hand in hand. You know, when you start doing the advertising, you know, you, you localizing you're talking about different countries the key words are different all of these things are different british english and american english is different you know so it's about making sure those keywords are right with the let's let's just focus a bit around the advertising mm -hmm. just talk about a couple of the different pieces that people get from advertising when they've got the enhanced brand content just to make sure people are aware of exactly what they look like yeah so when you've got um so there are kind of three key spot types of sponsored advertising available and it's sponsored products which will be available to anyone even if you're not brand registered and uh, you're not a brand owner but then there are other features which are sponsored brands and sponsored display and really to maximize complete potential and get the the greatest reach you would go into and be uh, running campaigns in all those three categories but a lot again depends on budget and strategy as well so it's not that there's a uh, everybody to apply the same strategy because everyone has different goals. They might be focusing on brand loyalty, brand awareness, a new product, etc. And so there are many different things. So the uh, the key thing here when you are a brand owner is being able to run sponsored brand ads, and those are the headline ads. So appearing at the pro top of the search results, prime real estate is your sponsored brand where it highlights uh, a lifestyle image. It used to just be a logo. You can now have a lifestyle, more creative image, which I highly recommend because it really does capture, capture the attention um, of uh, the customer when scrolling through search results. You've also got the ability to highlight a couple of other products and that will then go directly to the brand store. This, this ad will appear in other areas within the search results, but your goal is to be right at the top of, of the search results page. The other new feature that's uh, 
introduced, been introduced in the past uh, year or, well, it's been out there longer, but it's more being um, utilized and leveraged by a lot more brand owners these days is sponsored brand videos. Videos is the way is the way forward. Um, when it comes to advertising and just in general, it's far more effective with motion sound than still images and text. And so sponsored brand videos is usually appears mid page of search results um, and almost comes on automatically if the consumer has a, a sees it about 50 percent of the screen. They can see it comes on automatically and it gets the customer's attention immediately. It focuses on, focuses on a specific product, but. Really, that is an awesome feature. And as I say, that is the future. Um, and so the more that you can start tapping into video content and start advertising uh, with video content, the better. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really key point. I mean, video we all know is, is picking up. But I think that you it doesn't matter whether you're on Amazon or said other platform. Mm -hmm. The algorithm will always favor what they deem, in this case, video, uh, as almost the priority to be able to focus people. You know, this is the new thing. It was like, um, you know, over the years, you know, different platforms, you know, whether it's Facebook or, you know, YouTube or whatever, they promote the material, the algorithm to push the content that's most relevant at the time based on the data they see in the engagement. And obviously from an Amazon's point of view, conversion. You know, that's, you know, Amazon wouldn't be putting video there if it wasn't converting, you know, so you have to look at you. Know, and, and again, this comes to any multiple different platforms as you're using it, you want to use it and go, oh, well, they're putting that there. Why do they put it there? Because it converts and they mm -hmm. only want stuff there converts because Amazon needs to make money as much as you do. Um, so I think that's really, really important. What's the key difference you think with advertising when you're looking across multiple regions, whether it be UK, Germany, France, and stuff like that? Do you think there's a key difference other than keywords? I think, um, again, it depends on the goal for each marketplace, mm. because if you're entering a new market and you're established in another, then you're going to have a bit more of a brand awareness strategy. And that means you're advertising advertising strategy is more about getting those impressions and those clicks it's less about profitability because you know that you've got to advertise and throw money at a certain thing to get that awareness before you get the return whereas if you're in a uh, if your home market is established it might be that you don't need to create brand awareness you've got mm. that awareness and then you can start focusing on actually i want my ads to be efficient i don't want to be throwing loads of money at creating brand awareness because we're, we're hitting our goals. We're where we need to be in this market. Actually, let's use that budget for other marketplaces. So a lot depends on the strategy. But the main thing is just making sure that you are adapting and doing your research for the keywords. Um, there's obviously a lot of software out there that does that. But still, things can go missing. Um, and, you know, you can be very reliant on machines to identify keywords. But at the end of the day, a human knows exactly what that customer is searching for at the same time. And so having that human input is always useful. So, for example, we would always say um, having someone that's a proficient speaker of that language when they're going through all these reports, um, looking at what's working um, always helps um, because we see a lot of businesses trying to suss it out themselves and they don't speak, for example, a word of German or French. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. And that you, You've got to use those experts without any shadow of a doubt, 100%.
All right, nice. So we're just going to start wrapping up because I want to just bring you some of that really quick fire content. A couple of things that uh, would be great to know. What's the number one thing you think that people struggle with when they're expanding their brand? They, the, the cost of investment, um, I would say. Uh, we, we speak with loads of brands that are in the US and they say, okay, we want to launch into Europe. I'm like, okay, all right. So that's eight marketplaces going on nine. Which one? Oh, no, all of Europe. And can you give us a price for all of Europe? And so we go away and we, we give a we give a price and, and everything. And it's outstanding because we're talking about nine different marketplaces. So I think there is it's, you know, businesses almost want to expand almost too fast, uh, too wide and too yep. you know, and go too broad. So I think that's the biggest challenge in terms of taking those small steps when businesses want to basically run before that they can walk into those new marketplaces. That's interesting. One of the you know, one of the key areas we talk to our clients about is when they're expanding. And Amazon, so you know, a typical Amazon brand when they're looking to expand, is start with UK, Germany, and the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Start with, and the reason UK and Germany is because it accounts for two thirds of all sales on Amazon across Europe broadly. And there's a little bit of give and take, like you know, depending on your brand, depending on the category and all the rest of it. But broadly, two thirds of all sales is 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 in those two marketplaces. So, yeah just by launching in those two gives you the opportunity far greater than anywhere else. And, and people mm -hmm. overlook that because someone's told them, Oh, well, I should be on the pan EU program and I should be in every country. And it's not just launching and having an expert like you managing all those different places. It's also all the VAT in all those countries. It's legit. Yep. It's someone in their own team having to deal with all those finances and all those. They just, Exactly that. Your our strategy is UK, Germany, and the Netherlands. The reason we do Netherlands is because so you can ship into the Netherlands because it's horrendous shipping into Germany. Yeah. Bottom line, um, that may change in future. If you're listening to this in the future, that may change. I'm not saying that's a. I mean, they're German, so maybe not. But um, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate now. I apologise in advance. But there we go. Okay. All right. What do you see leaning into Q4? And further ahead into 2023, what do you think the sole changes might be that might be happening? And this is looking for your wisdom here, not a crystal ball. Yeah. Crystal ball, is that the same thing? I don't know. Anyway, go for it. We always look at what is going on in the US as well. So there's, there's currently, if we're talking to UK brands right now, there are some features out there in the US that haven't even touched the UK yet. And these again go to the brand owner. And I mentioned about earlier that I didn't want to didn't want to touch on and get you excited because they're not there yet. Like Amazon Post, um, being able to create a following because you can have a following on your brand store and that following you can then reach out. It's almost like Instagram on Amazon with Amazon Post. You start creating an audience. You can actually email that audience then once you've got it and you can highlight your offers, new product launches and everything. So there's these great new features coming out so hopefully 2023 these are features for for the uk now and europe then when we look more at the us and just overall globally amazon is pushing streaming tv ads um, this is a new feature for them they're trying to make it more readily available for everyone even those uh, assigned to sponsored products um and so this comes goes back to what I was talking about with um, 
with ads it is getting quite saturated on Amazon with sponsored ads and everybody's complaining about the forever increasing cost per click and how Amazon is now pay to play and very expensive and so Amazon is thinking about okay right it is becoming saturated how do we give more opportunity and that's mm. what we're starting to see Amazon and it's Amazon advertising that are bringing out these funky new features the Amazon posts the customer engagement or the Amazon post is a feature on uh on the from the advertising side and so we are seeing a lot more come to play as in what are the and, and a lot of businesses are thinking okay well if I do Amazon Post and that that's organic so that's cheaper if I go with streaming ads I'm not competing as much on uh, a rising cost per click on other things um, so there's all these new features but at the same time nobody's sort of really Everybody doesn't know, you know, it's unsure of the the real true results from them because Amazon, as Amazon always launches things in beta. Yeah, well, they're, they're testing, see what works. See, and, yeah. and coming back to what we talked earlier about seeing what the conversion looks like. If yeah. it works in the States, they'll bring it here without exactly. any shadow because history tells us that's exactly what happens. They yeah. do that all the time. And some of those things actually say, as you say, are really exciting for people that, don't have access to those let's say you're uk based or european based you know you've got those ideas you've heard that already you know you what do you need to do to prepare yourself there's no point waiting for it to come and then go how do i do this what can you do to learn and educate yourself now to support that and i think the audience thing's really key isn't it because we talk quite a lot about you know, expanding brands into europe and one of the key things is not necessarily always staying on Amazon and being multi-marketplaces and being different mm -hmm. things. But one of those things is about creating an audience because if you bring out a new product, you want to be able to sell them that, you know, the product, new, the new product, the link, mm -hmm. the ad to the product, the, the additional widget that adds to the current widget, whatever it happens to be. It's really important that you've got that ability. And I think bringing something like this is really, really key. But you as a, entrepreneur business owner product designer you need to understand how that's going to work because if you don't everyone else is going to do that and they're going to beat you to it and mm -hmm. again with the live stream ads streaming tv ads you were moving to that qvc approach where you know come buy our stuff that's a completely different content creation that you will never have done and mm -hmm. or most likely never have done so what do you need to do to prepare yourself for that? How do you educate yourself? How do you plan and train yourself? And I guess the best way is to see what people are already doing in the States and, uh, and see who's winning at it. Yeah, it's always good to be seeing what's going on in the States, just keeping yourself um, in tune with everything. The good thing is when it comes to advertising, any often a lot of features on advertising go global. They don't usually start in the US. Um so there are sometimes these new features that come, but it's really just being trying to be ahead of the game, looking at the US and then, OK, it may be that that feature isn't there. But if you know that video is going to be a thing, start learning it, start figuring out how to create good video content, because half of the brands that we speak with haven't yet mastered video content. They don't know how to invest in it. They don't know what what they should be focusing on, etc. So try and test it, play around with it. You've got access to sponsored brand videos. Really start, start mastering it there. Mm -hmm. Start getting a following on your brand store. So when those features do unlock, you, at least you've got a you've started to get a community of people liking at least your, your brand store, etc. So there are things that you can start doing. It's just almost um keeping a keeping an eye on the US and then testing what you have in front of you to almost when it comes, 
you're ready and you've already done your testing and, and you know what works for your brand. Yeah, nice. That's super useful. Well, look, thank you very much for your time. We've we've gone to the half an hour mark and that's where we'd like to sort of cap it. Um, thank you very much for your time. If people want to get in contact, they've liked what they've heard, they understand where you're coming from, they want to build their brand out, they want to understand more about what you do, what's the best way of getting in touch with you? Yeah, so if, you, if you're needing help um, with your Amazon business and needing help with a number of things that we've talked about today, we, we support brands, as I say, sellers and vendors in uh, Europe, the UK, North America, and we help um, through account management, marketing support, strategic consulting, then uh, if that sounds of interest, then reach out to the team. We are, if you go to ecommercenurse.com, send us a contact us form and uh, somebody in the team will reach out and discuss with you more about your needs and see if there's any opportunity there in terms of how we can support and help you grow on Amazon. Cracking. That was excellent. Thank you very much for your time, Karina. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. This is Andy Hooper from Global E-Commerce Experts, successfully expanding e-commerce brands into Europe. And we're here as part of the e-commerce expander series and e-commerce podcast. So thank you very much for listening. Karina, thank you very much for your time. Stay safe, everyone. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce experts. E-commerce experts.